Good evening, uh, brothers and sisters. Welcome back to this service. Uh, we're talking about uh, obeying the greatest commandment, to love God with all our heart, or our soul, or our mind, and all of our strength. So, uh, focusing on loving God with all our mind, meaning loving God with all of our understanding. We need to really uh, know God, not just, just a superficial understanding of what, uh, who and what God is, but really uh, knowing His heart that is filled with mercy, filled with compassion and tenderness. And we learn that when we have that kind of deep understanding of God's nature, God's heart, it changed our perspective about things. You know, we will see things from the larger picture rather than from our own uh, small, selfish, uh, our own benefit and, and, and react to, to the situation. But tonight we want to go on to say that when we truly understand God, it will change the way how we uh, relate to people, how we deal with people. Remember I shared with you when we started the, stateless, uh, the school for the stateless kids, how some Christian supposedly who know God begins to uh, oppose, begins to uh, come against what we're trying to do because they think that these are illegal, these uh, people shouldn't be here, why should we care about them, and so on. You see, that's why it's very, very important that we, when we understand the heart of God, it will change our perspective about situation and also about how we relate to people. Because the, the greatest commandment, there's a second half to it, that is to love your neighbor as yourself. So that deals with uh, our relationship with those whom we come across. Uh, and, and if we do not have the heart of God, if we do not deal with them, with that tenderness, with that compassion and love, we really do not know God. We may believe in God, we may have certain understanding of God, but God wants us to understand Him, to know Him, to love Him with all our mind. So it's very important that we uh, have that kind of understanding of God. So let's look at Matthew 9, verse 10 to 13, this familiar story. While Jesus was having dinner at Matthew's house, many tax collectors and sinners came and ate with him and his disciples. When the Pharisees saw this, they asked his disciples, Why does your teacher eat with tax collectors and sinners? And uh, verse 12, On hearing this, Jesus said, it is not the healthy who needed a doctor, but the sick. But go and learn what this means. I desire mercy, not 
sacrifice. For I have not come to call the righteous, but sinners. So, these tax collectors, these sinners, they are found by society, they are rejected, they are despised by the people because of their wicked deeds. And uh, so if we just look at it from the human point of view, of course we will judge and condemn them, right? We do this a lot with the politician. And, uh, but Jesus, when he looked at them, he saw the people who are lost, who are sick, who needed to be healed, who needed to be saved. That's what he saw. With the heart of God, with the love of God, with the compassion of God. So Jesus was eating with the friends of Matthew, who was a tax collector, who was uh, called by Jesus and came to know Jesus. And here are his friends. And, and this is a fantastic opportunity for the love of God to, to flow into the life of these sinners, into the life of these uh, wicked people, so that their life will be transformed, will be changed. But instead, the Pharisees, the teachers of the Lord, they, they are against it. I know there are, we, we taught this as well, that there are people that we need to dissociate from. These are not the lost people. These are the rebellious people. These are people who are out to, with the intention to destroy the church, uh, destroy the unity that, that, that we have. And, and they are there to, to, to just do damage and, and without, without giving a second thought to what they are doing. But here are these lost people, uh, these sinners that Jesus sat with them and uh, spent time with them, talked to them to understand, to know their, their, their real situation, their pain, their, their problem, or even their, their, their greed. Right? So Jesus was showing love to them. He's showing acceptance to them by his presence. He wasn't, he wasn't there uh, just to, you know, uh, just to spend time for nothing. He was there to seek out the lost. He was there on a mission. And uh, it's different from people who are just, who, who are potential victim of those who are ready to influence them, who are ready to, to destroy what they have in God. You know, so those, uh, those are the situations we have to come outside and, and separate ourselves. But here, Jesus was on a mission. He, he knew what he was doing. And so we can see the heart of God for people, for lost people, sinners. And in Luke 15, verse 6 to 7, it tells us a story about the shepherd having 100 sheep. And yet one of them was lost and and the shepherd went out leaving the 99 
to seek for that the one which was lost, and uh, finally found it, and came back, and tell everyone, call his friends and neighbor together, and say, "Rejoice with me! I found my lost sheep." I tell you that in the same way, there will be more rejoicing in heaven over one sinner who repent than over ninety-nine righteous persons who do not need to repent. So, can you see the heart of God? Heaven rejoice. There are greater rejoicing over one sinner, one lost person coming back. To the way of righteousness, than over others who have no need for for repentance. So, so here we see the intent of God, the heart of God, go out deliberately, uh, sp- spending his time with this who needed needed salvation, who needed help. And Jesus' way of doing it is not to condemn them, is not to uh, uh, tell them, but rather to show love, acceptance, give them a sense of dignity, uh, so that these people will begin to realize who they are, who they can be, rather than uh, continue in their ways. So understanding the heart of God, the the. the Here it says the mercy, right? The mercy and compassion and, and sac- uh, not I desire mercy, not sacrifice. You know, here we understand the merciful heart of God. And uh, so, when we understand the merciful heart of God, we understand God deeper. Then we will also not condemn. Right. First of all, we 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 want to reach out to these who are lost, because we know God, God's heart is for them. God wants them to come back, and 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 secondly, we we would not judge them. You know, we never know what is behind the story. We never know the pain and agony of someone. You know, uh, behind there. Their, their wicked deeds maybe behind behind their failing. So that's why when we know God, we we will not speak condemnation uh, on many of these who are uh, suffering and who are uh, showing their pain in in a way that may not be acceptable. You know, just like the Samaritan woman that we learn so often, because there's so much pain, so much hurt in her, and out of that desperation, you know, she was living with a man that is not even her husband, and Jesus knew the pain, he knew the brokenness, he knew how many husbands he had. And Jesus never condemned her. Instead, he drew near and talked to her and gave her acceptance and dignity. As a result, this woman came back to 
to God, to know God. And her life was transformed. And here's another story. John 8, verse 4 to 7. You know, these teachers of the law came to Jesus and said, Teacher, this woman was caught in the act of adultery. In the law, Moses commanded us to stone such a woman. Now, what do you say? They were using these questions as a trap in order to have a basis for accusing him. But Jesus bent down and started to write on the ground with his finger. When they kept on questioning him, he straightened up and said to them, Let any one of you who is without sin be the first to throw a stone at her. So here are these Pharisees, teachers of the Lord, this religious leader. They've been observing Jesus' ministry. And they knew this man is full of mercy, compassion. And uh, in situations like this, where this woman is caught in adultery, with what they understand about Jesus, they knew most probably he will reach out to her with compassion and love and set her free. But then the Lord Moses tells them that when someone is caught in the adultery, they have to be stoned to death. This is like an unpardonable sin that is frowned by society, by people who are involved in, uh, who are affected by this kind of uh, behavior. And so the society rejects this kind of people. The society condemns people with, with such behavior. And here it is. The Lord Moses says, stone her, stone her. And so they came to Jesus. The Bible is very clear. They are not seeking for what is the best answer. They are just looking for opportunity to condemn, uh, to, to accuse Jesus. You know, Jesus definitely cannot deny the law, the law of Moses, you know, that God has spoken to the people. And uh, if Jesus said, set her, set her free without any ground to do that, then these religious leaders will come and accuse him and say, look, he's disobeying the law that God has given, the law of Moses. But uh, thank God, Jesus kept writing on the, on the sand without replying. Then finally, at their persistence, questioning, Jesus said, let any one of you who is without sin be the first to throw a stone at her. So 
So when we understand the grace of God, the mercy of God, the compassion of God, when we are dealing with this kind of situation, we are also very conscious of our own past, our own uh, experience because of God's grace and God's mercy. That's why we are here. And so we dare not condemn people who are caught in sin because we ourselves were sinners. You know, we, are, we were forgiven by the grace and mercy of God. And so we are not qualified to judge and to condemn. I think this is what we constantly need to remind ourselves because sometimes you hear people talking about others, the way they talk, the judgmental spirit, the condemning of people's behavior. But God looks deeper. He looks beyond the behavior. He looks at the heart. The, the, the deepest needs of men in order to minister to them. And uh, so this is what Jesus is teaching us. When we really understand God and God's mercy, when we, when we are in a situation where we want to judge others, we first of all look at ourselves, you know, look at our own heart and behavior. Are we qualified to judge? There are people who, who will throw stone at you anytime they see that you've done something wrong or they think you've done something wrong. They will throw stone at you. They're there to, cast, uh, to judge you, to condemn you, to belittle you. Christians who talk like that don't, doesn't really know God. They don't know God. They may believe God, but they don't know God. And that's why Jesus said, you've got to love me. God is saying, you've got to love me with all your understanding. Because God's thoughts are, are not man's thoughts. The way God sees things, He penetrates right into the depths and the heart of man. He sees everything. You know, and uh, with a heart of compassion, with a heart of love. And sometimes it's difficult for us to accept certain kind of situation or behavior from people. But it's good for us to look beyond, you know, see the needs, the real needs of a person. And uh, there was one time that I came across such a person. And the person really attacked me and, and uh, finding faults and, you know, casting stone wherever possible, just looking for a reason to do that. And eventually, after many uh, encounter, you know, you just cannot penetrate that, that kind of hardness of heart. So finally, by the grace of God, by the love of God, I spoke to the person and deal with the needs cry in the person's heart for acceptance, for love, for a sense of self-worth because the person is rejected by many people. 
And uh, well, it didn't. It didn't turn out. Well, it it, it turns out better, but it didn't turns out absolutely uh, well. Bringing about restoration and 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 reconciliation. No, it didn't. It didn't happen that way. But but it prevent the person. It stopped the person from continuing. You know, to to cast stone and 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 to. To, to really slander, slander uh, the work and the ministry. So God is the God of second chance. You know, so when they brought this woman, uh, finally everyone left because they knew they, they are sinners. So, you know, the picture is very clear. Every one of us are sinners. We deserve to be condemned. And yet, because of the love and mercy of grace of God, we are forgiven. So now we want to have this heart of mercy and grace in dealing with those who uh, fail. And so, finally, every one of these accusers left this woman, and Jesus said to the woman, "Where are your accusers?" And she said, "No, they've gone." And Jesus said, "Neither do I condemn you. Right? Go and sin no more." You know. So Jesus gave her. A chance for a new life, despite of what she has done. That's the heart and mercy of God, isn't that so? And that's how He deal with us. How many times we have sinned against Him? How many times we deserve to be condemned and judged? But yet the grace and mercy of God just keep coming. That's the heart of God. That's what God want us to know. He desire mercy and not sacrifice. Right. So, understanding God, knowing God, the heart of God, it changed our mindset. It changed our how we deal with people, how we uh, solve relational uh, issue, and. Uh, Understanding God will give us a tender heart in 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 life, in relationship. Here is an example about marital relationship that we're going to look into. Many times, marriage marriages are broken, not because of personality uh, differences. Yes. That will create problems. It's true, but it should never create a problem that resulted in in a, a broken marriage. If there is tender heart, whatever personalities you have, okay. If we know God, if we are touched by. Our knowledge of God and how God deals with us, then we will be able to resolve conflicts. We will be we will look at things from from God's perspective that will result in forgiveness and reconciliation. But marriages are broken because of hardness of heart. Hardness of heart. Is a heart issue. It's not a personality issue. Let's look at it here. In Matthew nineteen verse three, 
Some Pharisee came to Jesus to test him. They asked, Is it lawful for a man to divorce his wife for any and every reason? Why then, they asked, did Moses command that a man give his wife a certificate of divorce and send her away? So here, the Pharisees knew God's heart, well, at least they have a knowledge of it, that right from the beginning, God said a man and woman are to be united and be one. And that relationship is not to be broken. But yet, coming to the Lord of Moses, Moses permitted them to issue a certificate of divorce and... Uh, uh, yeah, so, so they know what God says and they know what Moses said. So they just want to bring this up to Jesus uh, to test what he would uh, answer them. And verse 8, Jesus replied, Moses permitted you to divorce your wives because your hearts were hard, but it was not this way from the beginning. Moses permitted you to divorce your wives or to allow this marriage to be broken, uh, to, to, to end up in divorce because of your hardness of heart, your hardened heart. So when someone has a hardened heart in relationship, what do they do? They really do not listen to what the other party is communicating to them. They're insisting on, in their own way, in their own understanding, and there's no room for negotiation, there's no room for discussion. It got to be like this. This is a hardened heart. They will not bend. Right? These are very immature people. One thing about maturity is this. It allows you to be flexible. It allows you to be able to accommodate differences. But immaturity, look at things from a self-perspective. It's me or nothing. Right? You know, it's very self-centered. It's, it's very, uh, uh, you know, from, from a very selfish perspective. So they will judge, they will condemn, and they will argue. Uh, against what, what uh, they disagree or what they do not, do not see, insisting in their own way. But a, a tender heart, a gentle heart, you know, will give room for negotiation. It will give room for understanding. Humility to, to learn from the other party. It will give room for true communication, exchange of, of opinion and ideas. But a hardened heart is out to win. An argument and, 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 and not, not uh, listening at all. So this, 
this kind of behavior creates conflicts, but it can never bring about solution or, 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 or reconciliation. And uh, maturity allows others to disagree with us and leave it as that. Not insisting people should listen to us. You know, we, we just heard the message recently that the Apostle Paul, he knew the Word of God. He knew the ways of God. And he said, we who are mature, we, we have this kind of mindset. But should you have different ideas, you cannot agree with this. God himself will work in you. God himself will speak to you. So a mature person around room, time, for God to deal with the other person if you really think that you have the truth. And God will work. God, God will uh, work in the heart of the other person. You know, we, we don't show uh, that foul kind of reaction just because people disagree with us. Okay, we allow God to continue to work in a person's life until such time that person can, can see what God is saying. So, so when we have the heart of God in dealing with people, our hearts is gentle, our heart, you know, we are not hardened, we are not stubborn, we are not uh, stiff-necked, we are not uh, sort of uh, uh, have that kind of defiled attitude and spirit just because someone disagree with us. Okay, we allow God to work in their life to bring about transformation. So Moses allowed divorce because of the hardness of heart. By the grace, by the mercy of God, this is not the ideal. By the grace and the mercy of God, God allows it. Or else, with this kind of hardness of heart, there will be violence, there will be, it could end up in murder. You know, instead of allowing these two parties to destroy one another because of hardness of heart. By the grace of God, God permit them uh, to divorce and to have a second chance. Despite of their failing, despite of what, what uh, uh, they've done. Because the Bible says, can two walk together unless they agree? You just can't. You know, so, uh, so if the heart is hardened, there's, there's no way of reconciliation, healing. And, and that's, that's what happened in life. Not just in marital relationship, with, with any kind of relationship that we have. It ends up in brokenness, it ends up in separation, divorce, because there are hardness of heart. Maybe it's from one party. So there cannot be healing. But that's not the heart of God. That's not the intention of God. It's not like this from the beginning. The Bible tells us love covers a multitude of sin. You know, it's, it's not saying, oh, because we love, we just, we, oh, never mind, never mind, no. 
we acknowledge, hey, that's wrong. But I'm going to forgive you, you know, for, for what is being done. And love covers a multitude of sin by not going around to slander, to gossip, to, to condemn others. You know, when we truly know God, we wouldn't do that. We, we are there to protect the other person. But I know it's very painful. I know this is, this is tremendous uh, suffering. When, when you know better, you, you know, and these other people are just out there to slander and, and, and destroy uh, you and so on, and yet to protect them, you remain silent. I know, I've been through that. It's very painful, it's hurting. But we have to depend on the grace of God. If this works out for the greater good of the community, for the ch- greater good of the church, you know, we, we need to do it. There are times we need to confront, we need to expose. Also for protection. You know? So our intention, our heart is always to protect, always to bring about uh, restoration, recon- reconciliation, repentance. This is our heart. It's never to condemn, it's never to judge, uh, never to destroy. This is the heart of someone who knows God. And, uh, and that's how we relate to others in our relationship. So I trust this evening as we learn that when we truly know God with all of our understanding, getting to know God deeper, you know, we will have a different kind of relationship with people when they are, when, when, uh, when we, we relate, relate to people, right? Regardless of what they have done, regardless of what happened, you know, we, we, we relate to them with the heart, grace, mercy of God and uh, uh, to bring about repentance. Shall we pray? Father, we thank you that your heart is for us. Your heart is to protect us. The Lord given is to protect us, to uh, bring about good. Lord, we pray that as we know you and know you deeper, may your heart be our hearts so that we can look at things, look at people, relate to people in a way that you will have us to relate to them, bringing about peace, reconciliation, repentance, newness of life to the glory of your name. Lord, teach us, Lord. Continue to teach us in our relationship in the family, with our spouse, with uh, members, with others, oh God. We thank you. We bless you in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. The Lord bless you. We'll see you again next week.